So we're going to play it by ear with this, uh, the fans in the door and kind of see how it goes. Uh, if anybody ends up having to use the restroom or you want to get up or anything, just the restrooms are right through that door. It won't, uh, it won't, it won't break my, uh, it won't bother me. So if you got to go, you go, go ahead. Uh, how's this volume? Is this, uh, right? Okay, good. Um, all right, let's get started. Uh, I just want to thank uh, the Phoenix. Uh, this is actually our 12th show here. So, I, like uh, we've been doing one a month. There's a few people here that have been to multiple shows, and I really, really appreciate it. Like uh, this is like kind of been the same journey as starting the podcast, doing these live shows was something I didn't have a lot of experience in, and we've just been slowly testing ideas out and kind of seeing how it goes. And uh, uh, I feel like it's like going back to my podcasting roots. So it's been really fun, and that's it. Let's. Uh, Let's get into the dull zone. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary. It's time for the podcaster who just realized he forgot to write anything witty down to say as part of the show. Uh, but I did. Ma- I just got like uh, this will be as topical as it gets because I was at Trader Joe's like 20 minutes ago. So it's time for the podcast and live show that puts you to sleep. It's time for sleep with me the podcast and live show that puts you to sleep. Uh, and since we don't have the mystery bard here, uh, I'll, I have to sing the credits myself. And I never, like, the, I just did a show in Tennessee and I had to go to the audience for help. But, like, let's see. Uh, Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful wrote the theme song and edits episodes. Yeah. Carl W's a legend. Also edits episodes. Kenny, Scotty and Jennifer honor, 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 artwork. Eric and the team at astound around the website. I am the mystery bard. I do the lullabies. Yeah. Something, something you can mission it. I'll write a song for you. Any reason at all. You could tell me a story. I'll Make it personal. You see the kindness shine straight on through. The listeners form their own Facebook group. Keith, Stacy, Sarah, Julie, and Jennifer. These are your narrators. You can support Dear Scooter on Patreon. Find the merch or support the sponsors. You can find anything you want at sleepwithmepodcast.com. And we're so proud we could dance to be a part of Night Vale Presents and now on with the show. And thank you. Thank you for singing along. Uh, thank you. Uh, welcome to, uh, let's see. Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning live, like uh, at a live show? Uh, trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place, uh, a, a warm place, but comparatively cool place uh, for the past couple days uh, where you could set aside your day. You could set aside whatever's been keeping you awake. You can get comfortable in your chairs. Uh, different than the podcast, you could pay attention. You could fall asleep. You could zone out. You could chill out. Uh, you could follow along. You could just kind of just uh, see how it goes. Um, let's see. We do it with the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across uh, the slowly fading dusky eve in <laughs> uh, the deep dark night. Uh, I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, uh, uh, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents, You know, misconstrued metaphors, extra words, and this will be like one of the few episodes where I get where I drop some opinions. I mean, it'll be about Trader Joe's products, but uh, you know, like uh, maybe some pro tips. You know, possible buy like buy the year twenty nineteen. You know, we're still only halfway through twenty nineteen, but I really, you know, when I think about my relationship with Trader Joe's, I got to think about what is the buys of the year. So we'll be talking about that. Um, let's see. There's a couple rules of the live show that are different. Or is there only one? 
is no snore shaming. So if anybody falls asleep and you snore, go right ahead. Like we will like uh, respect your space. We'll respect your snoring. We may giggle or laugh, but that's like in a loving kind of unification. And um, the other thing about the live show that I learned by doing the live show is that uh, the show you can't just end. you can't just end that didn't work when I tried that so um, what I'll probably do is uh, as we wind down uh, maybe today I'll do some t- product tasting and talk about that and I'll like raise my tone and then we'll do if anybody has any questions you can hit, hit me with them after the show um, or after I bring everybody back to earth. Uh, you, you, this is a one podcast and live show. You don't need to follow along to, you don't need to, um, make a eye contact is optional. You know, if it's part of the kind of the compact of live shows, but you don't have to, uh, and it, actually, I don't know if I've told this story at the, at the live show, but, uh, the first live show I ever did was, uh, in Seattle, like maybe a year and a half ago. And I was trying to figure out what would I do? And all that. And it was at a podcasting convention in in the middle of the audience, right in the middle, right, right there were these two uh, gigantic uh, bikers like they had leather, they had beards and they were really big. And then there was a, a, a woman sitting in between them. And I did this show. And, you know, if you're here, the podcast is a little bit different. And the whole time they were staring, they were just they were just staring at me the whole time. And so I was trying to look through the audience and then I'd get, I was like, oh boy, they must have got dragged to the show. I'm just going to have to do my best. And then after the show, they were waiting for me and I said, oh man, like they're really not happy. And then they just started hugging me and and I learned that and they were like, oh, that was great. And I learned that that, uh, some people's just resting face is a glare which I shouldn't be surprised because I didn't, you know, this furrow on the brow didn't grow itself that I have. So, um, but so you can give me any look you want, you can snore, you can relax. Uh, so this is a podcast you don't need to listen to. And there's also no pressure to fall asleep or to relax. You could, um, you could get up and pace around. You could, uh, you know, you, you could, if your phone's on mute, you could pop up your phone, whatever, just go with the flow. Uh, I think that's it. Like, so when I think about like trying to make a metaphor for the intros of the podcast, I'm always like, uh, okay, I'm, I'm honestly giving it, I'm like, okay, what is, how does this podcast work? And then with these, this tonight, we're going to be running through the fearless flyer. I said, why did I start reading from the fearless flyer? And I was trying to retrace my thoughts and I mean, I'm pretty sure it was because I did like these recipe episodes and maybe somebody suggested it or maybe, I don't know, but I was like, okay, like what works as sleep with me material or what, what ends up? And that's a common question I get, but it's also like part of my process is like, and, and so why does the fearless flyer work or why does it stick around when other stuff doesn't? And I said, okay, well, I have a relationship with Trader Joe's. At this point, it's become like a real life relationship because they say, hey, you don't even give me the time of day. And uh, I talk about you all the time. And they say, well, we don't do like, uh, so I have that, you know, real emotions uh, with corporation. And, but there's like, a, the, there's details, there's room to meander. The fearless flyers, um, you want to talk about people not getting credit. Like I, I, I can, these are really, really well written uh, the copy in here. Uh, so I would just always wonder like, who's writing these fearless flyers. They do such a good job. They have fun. Um, but you know, a lot of times I like to sell a bedtime story and then I'm like, well, reading a fearless flyer is not a bedtime story, but it still works. Um, and I say, okay, well, I thought everything. And I said, well, it does have a beginning, a middle and an end. So it kind of fits like that. So if it's in the constraints, it gives me uh, plenty of places to go off topic because uh, like one of the things is it's nice having a topic to talk about so I can get distracted and talk about something else. And uh, it, it's refreshing and familiar at the same time, I guess. It's like always new and they're always testing out new products, but I'm always like, okay, um, 
what's new? What have I tried? What haven't I tried? So, so I guess I don't know. Like I, I, I had written a metaphor that I was going to use tonight, and now I realize it has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. It's like, uh, it's like uh, the metaphor was reaching for a glass of water at bedtime. And I say, okay, well, what, what does that have to do with Trader Joe's, Scoots? Uh, so, but but uh, this is something for to reach to. Well, I guess here's a, this isn't what the metaphor was, but one thing about making the show, uh, and I don't know if I like uh, the, the, this is easy to express, but it's like the more structured it is, the more freedom I have to go off the rails. Um, so so I think that's another thing that works about the Fearless Flyer. Uh, but yeah, let's get to it. Um, this is the Trader Joe's May 2019 uh, Fearless Flyer. And we stopped at Trader I, I haven't seen a summer one, a summer edition yet. And I did say, let's go to Trader Joe's and let's grab a stack of Fearless Flyers and bring them to the live show. But then it was like, oh, wait, this is the May 2018 edition, 2019 edition. So um, we didn't do that. When I think about the date, you know, I, th- I know the first Fearless Fire I did was like the holiday 2016 one. So that'll always have a special place in my heart. The Fearless Fire from 20, the holidays of 2016. It says uh, on the cover, May 2019, as in this may make you hungry. Uh, so they always do have some um, like puns. And this was the first time, like, I've been using these and shopping at Trader Joe's for a long time. I started to notice, like, one, are there hidden messages in here, like, that I'm not smart enough to decode? Like, uh, and I don't mean, like, hidden messages from, uh, like, any, like, uh, I just mean, like, some sort of witty thing or some sort of story. So next time you're looking at your Fearless Fire, think about that. There's also, like... uh these like fake notes. So I I never picked this up, but like this fake marker is like somebody pretended to circle it. Um, And then they always have these drawings. Sometimes they can be confusing. Like, is that little tiny thing an apple or a pear? Um, I don't know. But the first thing they're advertising in the shape of an ice cream uh, scoop is a, the cookie butter ice cream and if you've ever traveled on an airplane, you know that like one of the main snacks of the past, it used to be only on Delta, I think, but they've expanded it to like most airlines now you could have, if they give you the choice, the cookies are one of the choices and they're like kind of like a cinnamony cookie. And uh, I think they came out after the Trader Joe's cookie butter. Uh, they call it, this is another word I have trouble, uh, speculus or speculose. I've never heard it uh, actually pronounced by anyone. Uh, but the cookie butter ice cream, it is popular at my house. I do find it uh, delicious to taste, but I don't necessarily like crave it. Like, like I'm like, like it's just such an intense taste. Uh, and it, it says it has, it says piece de resistance and not so secret ingredient is a ribbon of the cookie butter. Uh, it has the cookie chunks in there. And so that's an option for the summer season is the cookie butter ice cream. And then this year they have waffle cones. And uh, this was has, we, this is my second purchase of the waffle cones. And I don't consume them. I mean, once you buy the waffle cones, you consume more ice cream. Like, uh, because they say, well, I don't want the cones to go stale. Like I got twelve ice cream cones, and uh, so I have to pace that out. But I like I, I don't want to lose my investment in these cones. Um, but they are tasty. I mean, I think the thing with waffle cones is that a big part of the waffle cone experience is the waffle cone smell when you're going past an ice cream place, and you could smell that smell. And and it, I I don't know if it is like a, a manufactured smell or it really is the smell of them making the waffle cones. If an Alameda, you could, the, um, Tucker's ice cream has that smell, but any kind of seaside. So I guess it, like it is this nostalgia. Also, I guess like, uh, because we kind of have a, like a, a diverse range of audience ages, uh, overall with the podcast, uh, it's like, when did waffle cones get invented? Like, or become a thing? Because I, I, like they snuck up on me. Like I've missed a lot of like, like 
I didn't realize like somehow I missed like Backstreet Boys were pop, and then suddenly like who are these Backstreet Boys? They're so popular. And then Waffle Cones, I was like, these are great, uh, but they just seemed like there was always like sugar cones and cake cones, right? And you could pick between one of the two, and sugar cones were like whatever twenty or fifty cents extra. And then waffle cones, I guess from a business side, they said, okay, these waffle cones cost the same as the sugar cones, but we're going to charge a buck fifty more. So, that, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Um, but, and, and with two children in the audience, uh, there's a pro tip when you, when you buy sugar cones or waffle cones is uh, they, the Trader Joe's waffle cones come in this package that the trader that uh, the sugar cones used to come in when I was a kid, and it's like a piece of foam, and it has room on both sides for the for the cones that are tucked in one another. But if you take the cones out of there, it makes an excellent spaceship. Uh, like I, I even play with it. Like I, I've been playing it with, with it with the waffle cones in there, and the the Trader Joe's one's pink, so it kind of is cool because it's like this pink spaceship. And really, you could get hours of fun out of there, like thinking about it. And, and I mean, I was thinking about going and buying a pack of sugar cones. So then I'd have like a companion spaceship, but then I would have like cone anxiety, which is the last thing I need on top of everything else. So that's Trader Joe's Waffle Cones, available May 2019. Uh, Neapolitan JoJo's, we have those for your, um, your tasting, you know, don't fall asleep with one in your mouth, but uh, they're up there. Let's see. They say two flavors are better than one and three flavors. Well, that takes the cake or should we say cookie? Uh, they're vanilla chocolate and strawberry flavor combo. Uh, here's a word now, especially again. Wow. This is like, I don't know if this could, we could get like STEM uh, approval, but I will be like give, dropping some words. This I may not be able to pers- try T R I P A R T I T E try part. I, I I actually pronounced it at home earlier, and now I can't try 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 part part tay try party try party a. Well, anyway, it's a word that means three. Uh, the three tripartite nature of Trojo's was begging for Neapolitan treatment. So we took vanilla flavored wafer cookie. This is where I got confused this afternoon because I said, to me, a wafer cookie is uh, those cookies that kind of come in the um, rectangle and they're a little bit more airy. They usually have a hatch pattern on them and then a, a thing in the middle. And so I said, wow, I could really go for, for that. Like, I do like those wafer cookies. And but then I said, they couldn't really call that a JoJo. So I had a little bit of cookie confusion. And I checked with my expert and she said, no, I know exactly where those cookies are. And it turns out, yeah, they were like the traditional Oreo style or Hydrox style cookie. Um, I think the Hydrox actually cookies may have been made for a time in Oakland, too, um, at the, uh, at the cookie factory, which isn't open anymore, but, uh, I wonder what that was like living near a cookie factory. So those are Trader Joe's Neapolitan Jojo's two ninety nine for a 16 ounce box. And I think we said in the car that there was like a f- five grams of sugar per cookie or something like that. Was that a, a 5.5? So, uh, that's, you know, that's something to think about now. Oh boy. We get right into the personal stuff. So the next up is key lime pie. Uh, now, this key lime, so I had one of these, and this key lime pie has come up on the podcast before because it was like one of the things I moved with. Like, uh, that's not depressing, but I had it in my freezer. I said, okay, I'm going to get a key lime pie, and we're really going to enjoy it. Uh, and then I put it in my freezer uh, for a time, like a few months, and uh forgot about it or I just said I guess you got to be in the mood for a key lime pie also you got to plan it out because you got to take it out and you got to defrost it and stuff and so I never ate that key lime pie but I wasn't going to give up on it either so I said when I was moving I said some stuff you say okay hamburger patties like either eat them or get rid of them um 
weird stuff in aluminum foil that's like leaking out fluid. You say, okay, let's get rid of that. But a key lime pie, like I said, okay, let's take this with us and let's see, you know, one day you'll be eaten. And then it sat in there for a few more months, like taunting me. And I really had to like, like, I didn't write it down, but when people say that, they say, write it down. Like I did say, okay, let's plan this out. We're going to eat this key lime pie. So I think I did put it in the fridge and I ate it or we ate it and it was delicious and uh, it has graham cracker crunch. Uh, now they say on here, you need to decide between whipped cream and meringue. And I guess there's a controversy around which one is the traditional key lime um, as tradition dictates, they say. Uh, oh, no, theirs is made with sweetened condensed milk and true key lime juice. So that's why it's pale yellow in color. So that's the key lime pie. I mean, I would say it's a buy. I wouldn't say keep it in your fridge for whatever, like 18 months or however long it was in there for. But it's good. You know, it's good for your um, system, they say. Now, let's see. Next up, there's a whale on here. And the whale says, key lime pie, time to migrate to Trader Joe's. Uh, And this was in May. And and then there's a, a whale now off of Alameda. And hopefully the whale finds its way to the, the ocean. Um, this is an advertisement for simply seasoned tuna burgers. And you want to talk about, a, now this is going to be our first like little cooking lesson here. So these are good. Um, Trader Joe's has a couple of different like like burger options. And in, in, in tuna, they have a, like an albacore, they have a salmon, and they have a, a veg like a black bean patty, and then they also have like a chili chicken patty, all frozen patties. So you do have to kind of decide on your relationship with, you know, like a food that's kind of pre-produced in that way. But they go in your fridge, and if you're looking for a healthy lunch and you're at home, so say it's like a, a Saturday and you're solo. And you say, okay, like I, I have to eat something that makes me feel productive or like I, like, I, like I had something fairly healthy. So you take one of these patties and, and it's frozen and you cook it from frozen. So you could fry it or you could put it on the grill. So you prepare your patty. And then, um, I mean, a staple for most kitchens, or if you don't have it as a staple, you probably want to think about it as ramen. Uh, and you could have your cup of soup ramen Trader Joe's sells their own kind of ramens in a, in a cup, or you could have, you know, prepackaged ramen or all of the above, or you could have another kind of noodle. So then you have your noodle. Now, if you're using a, a you know, a, a, like a Safeway ramen product, you do want to start to think about that you're going to have fish with it. So I, and I was thinking about this this afternoon and I said to myself, like, okay, if you're going to have tuna, do you have the beef? Because I'm allergic to shrimp. So I said, is it the beef or the chicken if you don't have a vegetable? Or do you go no seasoning? And I think a tuna you could handle with a beef, like would probably be a little bit more savory. So, okay, I'm already, I'm, I'm, I'm lost in a tangent within a tangent. But so you start up your boiling water, you're cooking your patty, you're preparing your ramen. Now, another Trader Joe's thing I talk about all the time it's my, I can't bring Koa to these live shows, my dog, but it's her favorite thing to eat is Trader Joe's Cruciferous Crunch. And it's uh, shredded broccoli, kale, and um, something else that's like uh, really good for you, some sort of cruciferous vegetable. And it, it, you can't really eat it raw by itself. Like it's good on top of a salad. But in this case, you take it, so you'll have a bowl, ideally like a a glass or a metal bowl. You'll put your cruciferous crunch in there, you know, depending on what your health level is, like one or two handfuls. Then your ramen is boiling and your patty is cooking. Then you'll chop your patty up and you put it in the bowl, either fully cooked or, you know, roll in the dice like 70% cooked. And then your ramen's boiling. You'll season your ramen Again, this is like another thing. You can't can't buy this at Trader Joe's, but you can buy it at Safeway. It's like some uh, miso, some red miso paste or white miso paste. And you put a little scoop of miso paste in there. 
depending on how much <laughs> depending on how much seasoning you put in the uh, ramen because you don't want to over salt it. Um, and then when the the ramen is cooked but the water's still boiling, you add everything into the bowl. And then you put a lid on the bowl for, and that'll like, um, soften up the vegetables, finish off the fish. You leave it for about five or 10 minutes. And then you have a bowl of ramen with veggies and fish. And it's definitely a rounded meal. Um, I don't know what the kids, like, I don't know what the, I think like it probably it's more of an adult only meal, but, uh, it's really good. I have it for lunch all the time when I'm like, what am I going to have for lunch? So that's simply. <laughs> Simply seasoned tuna burgers, uh, uh, four patties for six ninety nine. Uh, the next one was uh, sweet potato fries, and I guess this is man. Like I got a lot of food. Like so, I, like I, I guess when it comes to tubers, like I'm a potato, per, like just a potato person. Um, I don't even know if a yam is considered a potato, but I, I'm like one of those people. I say I don't want anything. I don't want my tubers sweet. I want them bland or flavored. And so I've always had a chip on my shoulder, like about yams and sweet potatoes. Maybe I had a bad experience with it as a child. Maybe it's, but like sweet potatoes are becoming more and more popular. And I have had sweet potato fries and I have enjoyed them. And I haven't bought these ones um, uh, at Trader Joe's, but uh, like I'd say if you're a fries fan, it might be worth a purchase. I guess for me, I guess you can get good baked fries. I mean, I guess if you do buy them like uh, and you want to have fun, you can say, I yam what I yam. But that's yams and not sweet potato fries. So that's sweet potato fries. Uh, next up, and again, uh, you could see the level of uh, work going into here with Trader Joe's is a uh, Euro slices or gyro slices. And I think Trader Joe's falls on the gyro side because they said, do you know gyros in gyroscope have the same beginnings? And that's a pun too, because G-Y-R-O-S, like uh, they both originate from the same root, the modern Greek G-U-R-O-S, which translates into turning and uh, it goes on and on. Uh, and so these ones we've tested out too. Now, if you live in Alameda, there's a really good Greek restaurant uh, off of Park Street that does a really good job. Um, and I guess I did struggle today with like, this isn't on that ramen level of uh, ease. It's like, uh, so there's gyro slices and they come in a package. They're already cooked, but you do have to heat them up. So... So, and it, and it's, an, it's like just enough for two people, but if you are looking for a dinner, you could have the Euro slices. Trader Joe's has a decent selection of flatbreads, uh, and then you just get, you know, vegetables and the tzatziki, uh, which is like the cucumber and garlic dip. And I mean, I, like, so this was what I thought I was going to give an endorsement to, but then I started thinking about. And I have eaten it. it. It's pretty good. Like I've I've built that meal for myself. But I, like the tzatziki, um, let's see, how do I, how far am I going to go off topic on this? So tzatziki is like a yogurt, cucumber, and garlic dip. I think I said that. And I, I've never, up until last year, I'd never made it myself because I have this issue with dill. Uh, another, like, like it, it was a, I've always loved dill pickles and I never cooked with fresh dill. And this was probably like 15 years ago. And I was slowly starting to cook more with fresh herbs. And I was like, well, I love basil. I love garlic. If a recipe calls for a tablespoon of basil, four is better. And the same with garlic. So I started cooking with dill and I was making this this chicken with this sauce and I think it called for like a tablespoon of dill and I put four in. So do, do not, I used to, like, do never do that. Like it may, it made me swear off dill for like at least 10, whatever, how long it's been. And I, I said, I'm never going back. I mean, I said, you should have stuck with dill pickles. And then I read this recipe for tzatziki sauce and I, I like tzatziki sauce. I like um, cucumber, garlic. And I said, whoa, boy, this calls for dill. 
And I remember I was at the, uh, like I was in the, um, the other, the, the big box supermarket and I was standing there and I was looking at the dill in the, in the, um, ingredients section and kind of saying, Oh no, like what am, am I going to do this? Am I going to, am I going to buy this, this dill? And I had to talk myself into the dill purchase. And then I purchased it and I followed the, uh, um, ingredients and I'm back on dill. Like, like it probably called for a teaspoon or half a teaspoon for about a uh, 16 ounce as a sauce. And it, so Tzatziki sauce, when you make it yourself is absolutely delicious. I guess that was my point. And, uh, uh, oh wait, I wanted to, oh, Tzatziki. This is another one in case anybody in this room is in any spelling contests. It, it I may not be pronouncing it correctly, but it's T Z A T Z I K I Tzatziki or Tzatziki or whatever you want to actually pronounce it. But if or in Scrabble or words with friends, that's like a lot of two Z's. So T Z to its so it's T Zat Zatziki Tzatziki is how you would how I would probably pronounce it if I had never heard it. Um, this one, another thing on this page is jalapeno sauce. And this is one Trader Joe's is really pushing. Like, uh, they've had it on the end cap of like two different aisles when I've been there. And it comes in a, a bottle about that size. And it's green and it's kind of like a creamy green sauce. And I've thought about buying it, but like, again, it like, uh, when I think about my refrigerator, I, I mean, like, and this is like a little bit baffling is like, why do they sell all hot sauces in these bottles that are like, you have no chance, like talk about making you aware of the passing of time or, you know, keeping me up and you say, Scoots, what are the top things you're thinking about when you can't sleep is say sauces like, uh, that are in my fridge because it's like, why the heck are you going to sell it? Like, it'll take me 14 years to do that sauce. Like, and, and it's like, if I like it, I'm going to, you're going to make more money off me coming back and buying it. Um, I mean, maybe it's like, I guess it should be a 99% invisible about this. Cause it's like, maybe it just comes down to like the packaging and the shipping or the presentation, but that's why I haven't bought the jalapeno sauce just cause it's too much of an emotional, like minefield. Uh, but it does look good. They say it's like um, 50% jalapenos, so not overwhelmingly spicy, smooth and creamy, but no dairy. It is vegan, uh, good over eggs or with chips, and three forty nine. But I guess like emotionally, how much is that three forty nine going to cost you? In my case, it would be a lot. Oh, also, uh, this one has – this is like a really weird one. It has a um, – a unicorn standing up, looking over at the whale on the other page. And it says, whales like key lime pie, question mark, exclamation point. And then on the other side is a giant quill, who, which is saying, have you heard the one about the unicorn and tails? Which then makes you look back at the unicorn because uh, the unicorn's like dressed a bit like a conductor. I know this isn't the easiest thing to see, but um, yeah, it's like, a, this is somebody's job. Like, I wonder if it's like a high pressure job. Like, it's like you meet them in, out in Pasadena or wherever their headquarters are. You see, man, you have look like you haven't slept in 10 days. And it's like, yeah, like I'm working on the, it, all I can think about is pumpkin spy, pie spice all night long. I'm like writing the fall Trader Joe's flyer. Um, organic tropical fruit blend. This is an impossible purchase for me. I've never bought it. I do have yet another thing that's, I do have some, I think it's a raspberry blueberry combo that's been in my freezer only about seven months, uh, that I've been made meaning to like, you know, mix with like reduce and, and make to like mix in yogurt and stuff. But, uh, this one is organic tropical fruit blend, uh, let's see what fruits we got here. Uh, why is it so hard to find which the fruits are? Well, just tropical fruits. It's good for smoothies, uh, chunks, 
Oh, pineapples, mangoes, strawberries, and bananas. So that probably is good. Um, I worked for like, maybe it was a year at a smoothie shop making smoothies like, uh, in, um, like, uh, it was funny cause when we were, when I was getting trained, uh, they were like, okay, the base, the building base for those was always, um, bananas and strawberries. And then you'd add in the other stuff and the fruit juices. Uh, so, so I always think about like, I would get there at like five 30 in the morning for the sh- fruit shipment every day when I was opening a store. Uh, cause I also sold coffee and, uh, there would be these, you just get these, you'd be unloading the frozen bananas and strawberries. Um, so I guess I, you know, that's pleasant to think about the organic tropical fruit blend. There's a, um, a giant squid on here saying, uh, it's not saying anything. It's got glasses on. It's like, uh, now this one is fully cooked organic quinoa and like, uh, I, I like quinoa. Um, I like how it pops. Um, I do wonder, like, if we're like, I don't know. I feel like like quinoa was another thing that was like, like this um, ancient grain they called it, and it, it made me just a little bit uncomfortable with like the idea of like we're like not only are we taking other people's like cultural history, but now we're like repurposing their grains. And then it was also like this superfood, like it had this superfood hype too. And it's not a, I I don't hear it mentioned as a superfood anymore. Um, so I don't know if it's like, just not like cool anymore. Like, it's like, yeah, you're not a superfood. Like, like now it's like, I don't even think goji berries are superfood. Like people have moved on to other more interesting stuff, maca powder, um, like, I guess once you're sold at Trader Joe's, like your superfood cred is like a little bit off, but you want to talk about a real superfood kids that kids should eat every day. It's organic cauliflower. Like, uh, that is an actual superfood cauliflower. And this one comes in the freezer section. Now my freeze freezer's full, so, uh, I won't be purchasing this, but it's rainbow cauliflower. And they do say, um, you know, you want your your plate to have like a rainbow to it when you're having your vegetables. And hopefully I think at some point in here, I'll go on a tangent about salad, but uh, yeah, so that's organic rainbow cauliflower, organic Italian spaghetti. Uh, I wonder how many times it's organic in this thing um, is uh 129 for 16 ounces. I prefer, I have gotten me. My sister disagrees with me wholeheartedly, but I have gotten into um, the more the, the the spaghetti that has more like it's like whatever it has more grain in it. It's it's uh, like either you get your brown rice or your whole wheat. I guess whole wheat spaghetti that's what they call it. And I can't taste the difference. I guess I'm just not like a developed like a spaghetti taster. But my sister she swears like she's like I won't eat whole wheat spaghetti. So I don't know. I guess like. Uh, that would be an interesting live show if we had a spaghetti tasting, like uh, Sleep With Me Live, the spaghetti tasting episode. Uh, this one, you know, I don't always throw shade at Trader Joe's, but I got to bring them to task. They sell salsa. This is an organic, thick and chunky salsa. I've never bought a salsa at Trader Joe's. It's always been uh, tolerable. It's never been not good. But, um, and I think like a jarred salsa is a tough thing anyway. So this, again, something you're probably just better off making on your own. Um, I think like, I think like, uh, if you're going to make a salsa, one of the tips I learned is a tablespoon of, uh, orange juice and like two tablespoons of lime is like, usually gives it a nice like taste, um, I mean, only thing I've used is, again, it's like the hot sauce. Like, I'll buy it. Maybe it, like, I don't eat a lot of chips either. Um, but I'll, like, buy it and think I'm going to use it. And I'll be like, oh, it has chipotle in it. Like, I'll try this one. Or garlic and chipotle. Like, if you want me to buy something, just put that on there. But then I just end up using it in rice. And that does give something to red rice. Like, uh but it's like you're paying two forty nine for a sixteen ounce jar. It's not, Scoots can't give it a um, I can't I can't give it a thumbs up. Uh, this one is like a a, que- a question. It's not rhetorical. 
how do you fit 105 cups of coffee into a shopping bag? And uh, it talks about this uh, organic fair trade wake up blend coffee, $14.99 for a 28 ounce can. And I have very, like, this is a good one, not to throw shade on coffee. They should have put that, like, shade-grown coffee. Um, I have, like, a very specific way I buy coffee at Trader Joe's. And it actually, just this week, it's timely. So I always buy, because I bro- I had a coffee grinder that I broke, like, four years ago. I just never replaced it. But I, I buy the French roast coffee ground Five ninety nine a pound. Like you can't beat. Like uh, you really can't beat that price. And for the most part, it's always been good. And I've tried other Trader Joe's coffees, and they just don't have the taste that I enjoy. And then for the weekends, so every time I go to Trader Joe's, I have to buy coffee. That's how much coffee I drink. But like, so I'll make sure that I every third time I buy like there's some ground vanilla coffee that I'll have on the weekends as a treat. Um, I did get into, uh, cold brew coffee. I mean, in it, you know, the main appeal, people say, well, it's the taste like, oh, it's like, a, it's the flavor for me. It's just that you can drink it faster because you don't even have to make it. You just get out of bed and you can start drinking the coffee immediately. And there's a, it's become this thing, but you, if you have a fre- French press, actually, even if you have a coffee pot, well, how would you do it? In a, yeah, you could still do it in a coffee pot. If you have a French press, you just dump the coffee in there, put the water in, and then put a lid on it and leave it for 12 to 24 hours, or you could put it in your fridge, and then you just press it and you pour it. And if you want it cold, like you do that a day ahead of time, you just keep it in a jar. And uh, again, I have a very specific method with that. I like to have two jars full in my fridge just for emotional reassurance, like I say, oh God, I'm down to one jar of coffee. Uh, what am I going to do? Like, and I had my parent, and I will drink high coffee. My parents were visiting for a while, and uh, I just couldn't keep up with the demand for three people um, with my simple system. So I don't have anything against hot coffee, and I, I guess I like the cold brew, and maybe it's stronger, but I guess I don't notice. But what I was going to say was. Now, hopefully this was just one bag of coffee, but um, because it's like what I always do, like this week I was drinking it and I just drink it black unless it's like my fifth cup and then I'll have something in there. But like, and I said, there's an off flavor in this coffee. So I'm hoping they didn't change like their, their method. So I could have, you know, if the podcast stops next week, it's, or like in the next three weeks, and it's curtains for the podcast. It's because of the my five ninety nine coffee uh, disappeared. So that's a little bit about coffee. Uh, this one, this is a possible buy for me. I don't know what it looks like, but it says organic spaghetti sauce with mushrooms, and it's uh, not a complicated sauce. As a matter of fact, alarmingly simple. Uh, California grown tomatoes, portobello mushrooms. And organic herbs and seasonings, kettle cooked. So again, that just that's a great copy. Uh, but I like mushrooms and, and pasta sauce. Two forty nine every day. Um, okay, this is Trader Joe's is big on nuts, man. They have like they might have a record. I guess like how, some things you wonder why supermarkets don't copy Trader Joe's because it's like I think Trader Joe's and. Whole Foods compete with making the most money per square foot for um, food. Not, not that I follow any of this stuff. It's like I'm a Trader Joe's hobbyist. Um, but like they have like a, a half an aisle with nuts and it's like, I guess it's nuts that that's not being copied. But they this is organic raw California almonds. Um, I find raw almonds a little bit too chewy uh, and soft. And so I will do, I can't recommend this is like a little bit like the stock market. I can't recommend to buy on this at $7.99 for 12 ounces. But what I can do is I give a strong buy to the 50% less salt almonds. I don't know how they make them so salty. Maybe it's some other chemical that they don't disclose to us. But they are like roasted, crunchy, and they have a nice salt taste to it. Um so 50% less salt uh, almonds is a strong buy. 
here's another sauce that gives me problems is barbecue sauce. This sounds delicious. Organic sriracha and roasted garlic barbecue sauce. Um, but again, I, I can't think about like having, I guess I would buy, like I try to only buy it when I have to have barbecue sauce for a recipe. Cause yeah, otherwise this is going to be in my fridge and they'll be like, how old is this barbecue sauce? Like, uh, and you, you can start to see the crust, but that's not always good for age. Like the crust around the rim. Cause you could say that could form in two weeks. Um, so yeah, that's two ninety nine. though. It does sound good. Here's another one. I did eat these. I, like I said, I'm not a big chip person, but this one sounded interesting. Organic elote corn chip dippers. And again, for any spelling contests or, uh, Word game players, elote is E-L-O-T-E. And these are a bit like a spicier version of a Cool Ranch Dorito, but they're on a Frito-type chip. And they have the dipping thing. Well, I don't know you would, what you would dip them in, though, because they they taste very good. They just have a little bit more kick. Um, they're kind of copied according to the um, thing of, like, after... Uh, the elote style corn on the cob, which comes with uh, either mayo or a crema sauce, cojita and anejo cheese and chili powder and lime juice. And so, I mean, that is like Cool Ranch Doritos. Uh, and some of us, I mean, I'm, I'm old enough to know when like a, Doritos just came in one flavor and then they said we got Cool Ranch now. Um, and Cool Ranch Doritos are still pretty good. I don't like a... So this, I, I would say this is a maybe because it is a big bag. Two twenty nine though. If you're going, well, this is something I was going to talk about later. But um, like I think about like tra- Trader Joe's, like in potlucks, right? And uh, normally when I go to a potluck, if I didn't get assigned something, or like uh, I, I, I like it's like I'm not. Like the the hosts are having the main dish. Somebody always gets the salad. I usually bring cookies, like either cookies I make or I go to a bakery and get cookies. But I wonder if like you could show up like like I guess you could show up with a bunch of stuff from Trader Joe's, like um, which would be more fun. But people would probably frown on that. That's like the things about being an adult that stink is like this. Like uh, so I don't know. That's organic. Elote corn chip dippers. That's a lot of name for a product too. Two twenty nine, uh, crumbled feta, uh, six ounce tub, six ounce tub for three forty nine. This is another weird one. Like I prefer to leave my feta consumption to professionals. Like so, I only eat feta cheese if it could, like at a restaurant, like or like Green Chef. They sponsor the show. Like they have. I'll make something. And they'll have like a bag of feta you put it on. But otherwise, it's like a mysterious cheese to me. And I know it's not a goat cheese. And I know I talk about this, but uh, like I can taste the goat in goat cheese. Like, and I don't know if that's like a, um, like, you know, some people, they say that thing with cilantro is uh, genetic. Like, it, like it's coded in your genes. Like there's a small percentage of people that cilantro tastes like oil. Or like there's like how you cross your hands. So, I, I mean, I'm hoping one day they discover like the goat cheese gene because like as soon as I taste it, I, I can taste it and it tastes to me like a goat smells like and it's not like I'm thinking about the goat. It's like so I don't know if that's a gene thing because goat cheese is popular. Um, but, yeah, just just thank your lucky stars. You, you're not a. Uh, you don't have the goat. I probably have other goat genes too, but, um, okay. Organic chicken drumsticks, one ninety nine a pound. This was an experiment at our house, maybe four or five years ago. They're one ninety nine a pound for drumsticks. And what I learned the hard way is that drumsticks are just no good on their own. Like you think kids, they love drumsticks, man. I'm going to cook those up. She's going to eat them right up. They're so delicious. And it it's just one of those things. I don't know what the comparison to draw is, uh, but like the drumsticks, when they're by themselves, you're more aware of like that. It's like, instead of being a compliment to having, Oh, so I'll have a little dark meat and then I'll have some breast or I'll have the juicy thigh 
and then the, a little bit tougher of the drumstick or, oh, I'll have a drumstick because it's not that much, you know, after I ate all that other chicken. Um, when you have drumsticks by themselves, it's just, it's not good. I mean, I guess it's plain and simple, like chicken. It's better with all the other stuff. Um, organic kosher, kosher dill pickle spears. Um, I, like I said, I, even though I had that whole thing with dill, I could still eat dill pickles. They actually have whole dill pickles in their refrigerated section, which are really good. So you could get these like, uh, no, you don't, you don't want to get them. Like you don't want to have stuff in your cupboard for the, you could get those like when it's pickles are out of season. Um, organic grass fed ground beef patties, 85, 15, um, is the kind of the, whatever the fat, um, whatever ratio, six ninety nine a pound. I guess, uh, a couple things about the grass fed beef and beef patties, like, hamburgers are just much better off like made by hand and, and i think it's interesting like with the pea protein and um like how they they've just come out like beyond meat with the incredible what is it called the incredible burger right like um impossible burger i think they've come out with another level of uh pea protein so it'd be interesting as is that like becomes more but like Forming patties, I, I do a lot of like, I am a fan of like meatballs and, and, and making hamburgers. I mean, I think like if you're going to have patties, you might as well just have frozen ones. I do find similar to the goat cheese that I like to cut my, um, my, my grass fed meat with like some, some sort of more traditionally, uh, cut like, like you can taste the game in it a little bit. So especially with kids. Um, yeah. And then organic coleslaw salad kit. So this one's interesting. It comes with everything you need, um, uh, for coleslaw, like uh, green and red cabbage, shredded carrots, a sweet and creamy dressing, apple cider vinegar, lemon juice, concentrates. I mean, I mean, I guess like coleslaw, it could be interesting. Um, I do have like a very specific, I think I did an episode about this, but I do have like a specific way I purchase all my salads at Trader Joe's. Um, and it's a building blocks of salad. We might as well, you know, this is really a, so I buy a bag of Trader Joe's uh, baby spinach, right? And like, this is your game, this is your, uh, your greens game plan. I never called it that, but that could be what we could call it. So you have the baby spinach with your breakfast. You could either, uh, depending on what you're having for breakfast, uh, and yeah, kids usually make a face like that. It's perfectly normal. Like, uh, but like you could fry it after your eggs or before your eggs with just a little bit of uh, olive oil. Uh, if you're boiling something, you could just toss it in even post boiling water. And it just gives you a little bit of a start to the day uh, that like, uh, I don't know what it does. It just says, well, I did something. I ate something green. Um, so that's one purchase. Then you get the, uh, what is it called? The cruciferous crunch. And I mean, at my house, not only does it go for humans, like Koa, my dog, she literally will, if, if there was like a steak or cruciferous crunch, she would eat the cruciferous crunch in like, that's like a very, well, you know, like kale that hasn't been cooked. It's, it's a, it's like a, it has a t tensile metal thing to it, but, but it's good on the top of a salad. And then Trader Joe's, they do have bagged salads that aren't kits. Um, and I find them pretty good. So you get something with some carrots in there. Then you go over, you get yourself some mushrooms. Trader Joe's also has a pretty good cucumber selection. Uh, right now, I don't know if it's just that they're in season, but they have a, a rainbow radish uh, in a bag. And that's something you forget about, like, you know, or maybe it was just I forget about. It's like, woof, these radishes really add a lot to the salad. Um, and then if you rainbow your salad even further, uh, you could, they have always have bell peppers. They also have baby bell peppers that are in like a rainbow color. They usually have a couple selections of tomato, like uh, those uh, 
grape style tomatoes. Um, so you can usually use that to, uh, to kind of craft a salad, um, that, you know, probably is healthy, but I, I mean, I more eat it for myself. I'm like, a, I eat salad for my self-esteem or just say, Hey, I ate that salad and it is tasty. And then what I like on it is, uh, uh, what is that called? So sun-dried tomatoes, like you put some of those on there and then dressing And uh, like there's someone else in this room uh, that I know that does it, that eats salad without dressing. I don't know how she does it, but uh, it's like uh, it always boggles my mind, uh, but she does it without complaining. Um, so, yeah, but dressing's good. Um Let's see what other highlights do we have in here. So the cucumbers, they get a lot of press. Um, they have Trader Joe's has a couple different sizes, small cucumbers. I guess I'm a person like when I look at a cucumber, like uh, you guys get your mind out of the. When I look at a cucumber, like I think about is this cucumber? Do I need to remove its skin or can I eat it with its skin on? Uh, because I just prefer. I don't want to. Like that seems like a lot of work is skinning a cucumber. Um, and so the little Trader Joe's ones, you don't have to skin them. Let's see what else we got in here. Anything interesting? Um, a couple different, um, there's coconut body butter. I've never bought that. Um, ultra hydrating gel moisturizer. This one made me think about moisturizing. They said it costs could be as much as $50 in other stores and it's only $8.99. And I put a note here, lost my argan oil or argan oil or something like it. So this, uh, that's why I wouldn't buy this moisturizer. There was like, this was probably two years ago. And I said, what the heck is argan oil or argan oil? And I'd seen it in the fierce flyer. And I said, let's buy it and see what happens. And it was probably like, whatever. Yeah. $8.99 for like this much oil. And I got home, I got all my groceries out. And then I said, like, I started, I said, I can't find my argan oil or argan oil that I paid $8.99 for. And I could, I never found it. I, I think it was in like one of those wine boxes. Like I put a bunch of stuff in the wine box uh, so I could carry everything. And uh, I don't know. So if you see it, <laughs> let me know, you know, I'll put up signs. Um Okay, we're, we're running low on time here. Let's see what other... Oh, chocolate croissants. I don't know if anybody's ever bought their croissants at Trader Joe's. They have an almond croissant and a chocolate croissant. And I don't know who told me about this, but I owe them a big thank you because it's like you proof them. So you take them out the night before and you put them um, like on a sheet pan and you just leave them out and they go from frozen and over the night they kind of, uh, they rise, they get proofed. And they're really good. Like I'm not a chocolate croissant person, but the almond one is good. And um, the chocolate croissant one's popular with people that like chocolate. Uh, and that one's just like a, that's, a, I guess, a free pro tip. It's like a strong buy. Uh, I guess, wait, there's one that, I think there's one or more in here that I was like, absolutely do not buy. So that I had to like. What, oh, this one's interesting. Uh, mint watermelon black tea. That sounds good. And I have too much tea at my house. Oh, big soft pretzels. That sounds like a good nickname for somebody. Like it's a long one, but like big soft pretzels. Like, like I don't know why. Like, it, see, it's like, a, oh, this one. This one is a. This is a uh, oven baked cheese bites, and they have these right now at checkout. Only buy, like, if you buy this, you will eat the whole bag. So don't buy, like, don't buy it unless, like, it's like, it's three ninety nine. So I, I can't, and it's 2.1 ounces. It's like this um, dried out fried cheese. Uh, so it's like a, I don't, I've never had anything like it before. Uh, it's very good, but don't buy, like, just buy it. Like, if you're saying, well, okay, like, I'm going to eat an entire bag of oven baked cheese bites today. Like, you know, like it's the end of the school year or something. Uh, let's see. And the beats go on. This is, again, not to like run a joke into the ground, but that's another one that I can taste. I can like I've had good beats in the past few years, like that have been like roasted or that people that know that know how to work with beets. But most of the time it tastes like dirt to me, like 
Like it just tastes like pure dirt. Like, so that might be another gene thing. Um, papayas, sweet and spicy pecans. Let's see. Just want to make sure I, you know, I don't want to send you out of here like without, um, knowing what not to buy. This one sounds good. Burrata is like a, oh, this was like, you say burrata. What, what's, what would be the other one? Burrata? Burrata, maybe? Um, oh, I said, oh, because it comes in balls. So then I said, maybe there should be a burrata ball. But it does sound good. It's like uh, creamy, a white orb. At first glance, the bright white orb of creamy cow's milk cheese resembles its cousin, the mighty mozzarella ball. In fact, you may have white, walked like, where's the stuff? Oh, wait. But break open a ball of burrata, and you, as you'll, you'll be dis- delighted to discover soft, stretchy curds commingling with rich cream in its center, greeting you with a slightly sweet, milky aroma. Say, holy cow. Like, uh, it does sound delicious, though. Like, uh, um, let's see. Candy-coated peanuts. I, I bought these today because I said, is, are those like just chocolate M&Ms? And that's exactly what it is. So it looks like Trader Joe's is going after um, like big candy. Uh, let's see. Oh, these cookie butter sandwich cookies. Those are pretty popular too. They're like shortbread with cookie butter in between them. They are so rich. Like it's like a, that would be one you should buy only if you're going to a potluck because you really only want to have one. Um, birthday cake popcorn. Uh, th- this one, hold off for the candy corn popcorn. That was really good. The birthday cake popcorn tastes like fruity pebbles. Like, so if you like fruity pebbles, like buy it. It tastes like popcorn coated in fruity pebbles. Like, uh, so it's an interesting flavor. Uh, and I like fruity pebbles, but not, um, thing. This one, uh, this was one of the buys of the year, one year chili lime seasoning blend. And that leads me, and I didn't buy it to bring to the show, but one of the things on the top of my list for 2019 is purchase the year. It's called, um, it's, it even has its own Trader Joe's brand. It's like the mushroom company and it's this, uh, seasoning, uh, umami mushroom seasoning blend, I think it's called. It is like top of the list, could win, you know, buy of the year from me for 2019. You know, Jim Cramer, get all your money in this seasoning. But um, it is like, a, it is really good. It has a kick to it. Um, but I've added it to like ramen, the, that ramen dish, eggs, uh, you know, ground stuff that I'm like, cooking up chicken. Uh, it is just really good. And, and it, uh, it just has an interesting flavor and it has a little chili. Um, one more. Oh yeah. So this was 2018's buy of the year. It's still coming up and it's still a strong buy. It is uh, Trader Joe's organic seltzers with a splash. They have like a lemon ginger, uh, seltzer, and it comes in a box in four cans, which I guess is like it's two ninety nine for four cans of seltzer. Um, I mean, for me, like I can't drink, so I like I drink a lot of seltzer. So, uh, but it's like almost like soda, like like it almost tastes like ginger ale. There's no sugar; it's just a little ginger juice and a little lemon juice in uh, sparkling water, and it's it's great. Like uh, that, and that was a twenty eighteen buy of the year. Was there any other? Well, let me look at my bag here. Okay, so we still have two, we have two giveaways too. So so anybody can have these. This one is also going for a buy of the year. Um, like you, at first you say, okay, it's not a Trader Joe's brand. It's Wilhelmina Mints, and I saw this, and, and it was it was about four or five weeks ago. And normally at Trader Joe's, I don't have good experience with, you know, breath helping products. Like they just, Trader Joe's just doesn't have, probably because they're all natural or whatever. It doesn't do it for me. Um, But I said, well, that's interesting. It's an interesting box. Um, Interesting that they have it. Like it's got this crown on there. So I, and it says since 19, 1892, 
So I said, all right, I'm going to buy these mints and just see. And I got them home. I you know put them away. And then a couple of days later, I was like, man, I had all that coffee. I need a mint. And and I want everybody to before you leave, you got it. They're these gigantic mints, like like they're humongous. Like look at how big these are. Like like, and they're they're pretty good tasting, and they have like. I mean, I don't know if it's Queen Victoria or Queen Elizabeth on there, but it's like a queen and, and they're pretty tasty, but I just couldn't believe it. it's like the biggest mint I've ever seen. Uh, so that's one. And then this one I haven't tried yet. So I guess like uh, as I go, this will be the and So thanks all everyone for coming by. And so this is um, freeze dried red seedless grape slices. And I just said like uh that's interesting. What does this possibly taste like? Um, so I'm, I'm going to sample these. And anybody that wants to try it, do not leave without a mint if you want to try this. Um, oh, you know what? You know what they call these freeze-dried red seedless scrapes slices. Anybody got an idea? It has it has another name. Not freeze-dried. It's called a raisin. But it's pretty good. It tastes like a raisin, but it costs a lot more money. Um, so that's Trader Joe's. That's the Fearless Flyer. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. I did I record the show, so if you want a copy of the show, you know, I have to check it to make sure it got recorded. But um, I can email it to you. Just let me know your email. Um, doing a show next month will be hopefully a little bit of a – I guess this was kind of like a party anyway, but uh, it'll be our year anniversary of doing shows here. So I'm trying to figure out something fun to do. Um, and then if anybody has any questions about the podcast at all, I'm happy to answer them. Um, we have coasters. If anybody wants a coaster or a sticker, um, but that's it. Thank you for coming out on a warm Wednesday. feels like it dropped like 20 degrees while we were here. Um, but yeah, does anybody have any questions about anything that can answer? Okay. Well, I'll be here uh, and uh, come get your mints and uh, let me know your email address if you want a, a copy of the show. But thank you all for coming out. Thanks uh, everybody that comes to, like multiple shows. I really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, oh, wait, then everybody has to give themselves a round of finger applause for for being at the show. Thanks so much. And this thing is it is sticky like a. Um, Sticky like a raisin.